Do you have one way of learning new music or can you do both ways? Hello everybody, welcome to the Musician Toolkit episode 5. This is going to be a short episode, um, kind of a transitional episode to get into episode 6, which I'll tell you a little bit more about uh, at the end. Before I get started, just I want to remind you about Fonz. This is an app, it's also a website, can help you schedule your students, you can reschedule, you can schedule group classes. Uh, it's very flexible. It keeps getting more flexible each day and there's a free trial with it. If you have a studio, if you're a teacher of any kind, um, if you, if you're a tutor, if you're any kind of instructor, it is definitely worth checking out and you can use my link in the show notes and get a free trial. See what it's all about. I want to talk about something today that is based on my observation. If you start looking for this in other places, if you find it, it's mere coincidence. I've never come across it. It's, it's something that I've thought about as a teacher over the years. Uh, and that is talking about how do we approach learning music. And as a teacher, I love it when intermediate students, they reach a point in their method book or, or whatever our route is, where we can start talking about not only what kind of repertoire do they want to learn, but also what approach do they want to take in learning their music? For my piano students, I've simplified things and I boiled it down to two choices, classical or jazz. Now you might be thinking, wait a minute, David, classical and jazz are not the only kinds of music that there are. What about gospel, hip hop, rock, country, R&B, film music, um, Broadway, video games, bluegrass, folk, and so on and so on. And you're right. There are many types of music that you can play on the piano, but however, in, in this case, you, you would be describing genre. When I talk about classical and jazz, I'm talking about the style of learning, not the style of the music. As you'll soon see, you can actually take a classical approach to learn jazz music and a jazz approach to learn classical music. For any of the style genres that I, that are, that I just mentioned, in addition to classical and jazz, you can learn the music with the classical approach or the jazz approach. Are you confused? No problem. Let's define what each approach means and it will be clear. So the classical approach to learning music is that you are going to play what has already been fully transcribed sheet music. What the right hand plays, what the left hand plays, the exact rhythms, the exact chord voicings, usually the dynamics, and sometimes the fingerings, and the pedalings, and other, other things that you have to do on your instrument. Um, they have already been fully notated. A musician comfortable in the classical approach, let's just say that they're asked to learn Blackbird by the Beatles. Well, he or she will go order a book of transcriptions uh, that of the Beatles tunes or that specific song and start reading the music and learning how to play it. The jazz approach is to use as little sheet music as possible when learning the music. 
And this falls under a variety of levels. Um, number one, on the extreme end, you learn it by ear. That is to say, you listen to what you want to learn and you try to play it based on how it sounds. Uh, another level is what I call lyrics and chords. Almost any pop song can be looked up on Google, followed by the phrase chords and lyrics or lyrics and chords. And you'll get the words for each song with the chord symbols listed above. If you know how the music sounds, you'll use this to instruct the what you should be playing, the types of rhythms, the voicings, and so on. And then the third way is a lead sheet. A lead sheet is a single line of sheet music, just a one five-line staff, usually for the right-hand melody, but with chord symbols over the notes. So a person who's wanting to learn Blackbird by the Beatles, in the jazz approach, will use one of the three approaches above. Okay, I don't always do this, but I'm going to put a link to my blog in the show notes. Um, most of the versions of the podcast episodes that are just me and not with a guest have a similar version. It has the same topic, uh, maybe in a, presented in a slightly different way on the blog. And I try to present it here so that you're not missing anything visual. So what I'm going to do here is uh, I will give you a link to the blog and I'll describe the visuals that are, that are on the blog. Um, and I'm, I will also... If I can, I will put those on the YouTube channel as I'm talking about it. And again, if you want to check this out on YouTube at this point, it's uh, my handle is at David Lane Music One, and just look for the Musician Tool Toolkit episode five. So, to give a full example, I put on my blog some samples of lead sheet versions of a jazz tune, "Begin the Begin," and also some lead sheet versions of "Moonlight Sonata." And if you're able to look at that, what you'll see in both cases for the, the jazz tune begin to begin and for the first movement of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, a classical piece, it's a minimal ma amount of notation and the chord symbols are listed above. The performer will have to interpret the chord symbols to play something that sounds like what is expected. And then next, um, on my blog post, I present two examples of the same two pieces fully composed. Again, we're talking about Begin the Begin by Cole Porter and Beethoven's first movement of his Moonlight Sonata, fully written out. And so all you have to do is, when you look at this, is realize that the guesswork is eliminated. But the amount of reading required is increased. So let's talk about the pros of each of approach first before we talk about the cons. So when it comes to the classical approach, number one, if you want to spend as little energy as possible in figuring out what to play, there's no substitute to the classical approach. Well-written, detailed sheet music, and as, a, as opposed to some of the things that you'll find for free online, it will tell you all that you need to know about playing the music the same way someone on another continent in a different time period would have played the same thing. How to play it is a different challenge. But if you're good at reading sheet music, you can just play it. The second thing is if, if you are to work as an accompanist for hire at theaters, churches with traditional worship services, music or dance schools, or with chamber classical ensembles, you must 
be good in the classical approach to learning music because so much of that work is sight reading. Let's talk about the pros of the jazz approach. So first of all, a lead sheet often takes up less than half the amount of pages than regular sheet music. And this means that you can carry more songs with you when you're going to a gig. This is especially important if you're playing for parties, dinners, or other casual settings where they're asking you to play for two, three, or four hours. Um, two, three, or four hours of music fully composed can take up a lot of space. Second, if you want some freedom and input in the creative process, for example, maybe you want to play the left hand with a different pattern than the original version, then the jazz approach makes that possible. You may not be the composer of the song that, that you're playing, but you instantly become the arranger. You also are not prevented from learning a piece simply because you can't find a good version already composed on sheet music. So we're all about the tools. Let's talk about the tools needed to learn each approach. For the classical approach, note reading skills for treble and bass clef are, are essential. If you play viola, you need alto clef. If you play uh, bassoon, trombone, cello, maybe I'm forgetting one, it's a good idea to know tenor clef as well. The faster and more accurate, the better. Sight reading skills are imperative if you want to play more music with less practice. Memorization, if required or desired, is more challenging on this approach because you are trying so hard to get what's on the page. Technical skills and theory skills improve the odds of success. The player needs to save money because well-written sheet music can be expensive. The tools you need to learn with the jazz approach, compared to the classical approach, the player needs a much higher understanding of chords. That is to say what each chord is, how to build them with various voicings, how to invert any chord, how to change smoothly from one chord to another. Technical ability with scales and arpeggios are equal to what is required from a classical player. The player needs to learn styles and patterns as something that can be plugged in when learning a piece. The player needs to learn to be creative, to have the most success in this area. In other words, don't try to play it exactly like the artist in the recording, but be willing to add your own variation. If you're not going to use lead sheets, the jazz player needs to develop a very good ear for hearing music and figuring out how to play it on your instrument. Special note on techniques. Classical and jazz approaches both encourage as much progress as you can make with scales, chords, and arpeggios. Jazz musicians, and for once I'm talking about the true genre of jazz, prioritize the concept of all keys practice. In other words, any technical exercise you learn gets transposed to all keys. The same is true of songs known as standards. A good jazz player can take Begin the Begin with the lead sheet, and they can play it in that key, which was C major. The elite jazz player can change it to any of the other 11 major keys. So, which approach is better? Hopefully you can guess the answer to this, but there is no right approach or wrong approach that covers everyone. The right approach is the one that you either have a strong inclination for or are willing to invest in the skills needed to do well. Also, think of your situation. 
Are you playing for traditional churches, school ensembles, theaters, or other places uh, based on classical sheet music? Or are you just playing for fun with a band of some kind or for dinners, parties, or other such events? And here's another answer. How about both? If you have any kind of career aspirations in music, I strongly recommend getting some degree of comfort in both approaches. Two things are true. Not every professional musician bothers to learn both approaches, and most who do still prefer one way or the other. But a pianist who can alternate between playing wedding music off of sheet music with a flute soloist and then go learn a journey song off of a recording with a sheet of lyrics and chords to, to play with a band, they will have all kinds of work. The theater is where I've had my most performance work in the past 10 years, and I've been asked to read music off at least 10,000 pages by now. But I also have been asked if I can listen to a certain recording that's different than the sheet music and learn to play it like that instead. Also, you don't necessarily have to learn both approaches at the same time. I will add, however, that there is an ample amount of anecdotal evidence to suggest that getting a foundation of the classical approach and then switching to the jazz approach is more widely successful than trying to do it the other way around. And again, that's if you're doing both approaches. And that's why I and so many other teachers start every beginning student the same way. At some point, I want you to choose a course, but I want that course to happen after getting started in a classical approach. Having even a small grasp will help you learn the music, learn other music, regardless of the approach you take. So the next episode, I'm going to have a guest, and we're going to be talking about one of these approaches. And I've already recorded that interview, and uh, I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you, and that'll be on Monday for episode six. Until then, I want to just say thank you for listening. Please leave a five-star rating and review on your podcast app. If you haven't done so already, please share this episode and follow me and the podcast wherever you would like at either um, Instagram or TikTok at David Lane Music, on YouTube at David Lane Music One, and on Facebook at David M. Lane Music. Thank you again for listening, and I'll be back on Monday.